Last week, the dog nearly sabotaged the whole show. And this week, the dog is already sabotaging the show early on. But well, I love dogs. That's great. Steve, and, that, and that's going to come up later in our old guy, young guy segment. Um, that's a tease. We're going to bookend the show with dogs. Oh, hey, dogs. Tune in, people. Hang on. Yeah, hang on. Um, I don't know what this one wants. He's, he's a little rascal. Anyways. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Good. Good. Great. Sun shining. Birds are chirping um this is the stuff summer says podcast with steve and marty yawning apparently um so steve there's been a lot to talk about that i don't know necessarily how much we'll get to cover but we're going to cover as much of it as we can um we've got two former nfl or one former nfl cornerback quarterback and one current nfl quarterback that was almost a former nfl quarterback to talk about uh, I think you want to go on a little rant about Amazon, but I think I think you might be wrong in that rant. Um, and then I asked a question to you after reading a very interesting article today in The Athletic. So um, we'll chat about that. And then, as I said, old guy, young guy, dog related. Uh, Marty, do you have any thoughts on that? He is sniffing the mic. No, that's not. Anyways. All right. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's get the, get after this. Um, two big things have happened in the last mm, week and a half, week since we, we chatted. Um, the first is Tom Brady is going to get a lot more money. Um, $375 million for a 10-year deal with Fox Sports uh, after he is done being a quarterback, whenever that may be. The dog is attacking. I'm going to get you a toy. Whenever that may be. Look at this. This is, this is multitasking. Um, basically, I think the gist of it is to replace Troy Aikman, but they're also going to have a gap year, probably at least uh, in that. Um, I'm not overly excited about this. It's not because I don't like Tom Brady. It's just because I don't think Tom Brady's that interesting. Oh, I... That, that, that's intriguing. I, I don't know how much he's been playing the cards against his vest. Like he might be, I mean, that's the tough, and that's the part where you'll feel cheated. If it turns out he's really good, right? You're going to feel cheated. And as a Patriots fan, I guess, but I guess you got your Super Bowl, so you can't feel cheated. But he might be interesting. He just might not have ever bothered to share stuff, right? And, and that's the frustrating part as a fan now and for fans in general. People are trying to control their messages, do their own stuff, and you just don't know if you're really getting the person that you think you are, if you're getting them at all. That's an interesting point. I, I don't know. I just, and I, Tom Brady has the likability of Tom Brady post new England has, has, is increased infinitely for me. I think he's just a lot more enjoyable in, in Tampa. Um, and that I've enjoyed, but I just, my biggest concern with Tom Brady is, is two things. Number one, Yes, he, he might be good and we, he might be very articulate. And, and, but is he it going to be 
like when you take that one class, you take that easy 100 level class in college with the usual 400 level professor and they are talking in basically a different language. That's my biggest concern, I think, in all of this. And the other thing is 10 years is a long time to listen to Tom Brady every Sunday for three hours. Not that we haven't been listening to the same other dudes for 20 years, the last however many years. Uh, but that's just my my kind yeah, of yeah, and I think he'll issues. diversify. I mean, I think he'll do that if he if he does it and stays in the seat and he's good, he'll do that. Plus, he'll do whatever else, right? He'll produce some stuff. I mean, now he's got we got the Peyton Manning model of your own production company and whatever else, and he's going to make money that nobody else has ever made doing this. So he'll be able to afford to do what he wants to. But I do think, I think there's a personality there. I think it'll be interesting to hear to try to feel what it is, because I think there's a petty competitive personality there that. I forget who the Steelers defensive back was a couple years ago in the playoffs and said something about Tom Brady and, and Brady made a point to like see him on the field after they had scored a touchdown and, and, and get in his face. Like, okay, like I, that guy, while he's not mine and ticked me off because he wasn't mine, I can respect that competitiveness, but I don't know whether the share, the story he'll have he could share or tone down for TV or how that'll fit. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and not everybody's makes a transition as well as, as Peyton Manning does, or as Tony Romo does, even though I'm not a huge, huge fan of Tony Romo. Um, I think Brady will be okay. I, I think there is more there, there. I just think we haven't seen it. That's an interesting part, point because I hadn't really thought about that. But now that I'm thinking about all of the content that I have, I have enjoyed a lot of what the social media content that Tom Brady and his company produce, but all of it is very snarky. And I'd only get you so far in a broadcasting booth. Like it, it, it can only work. You have to, part of being a successful broadcaster is you have to acknowledge the good as much as you acknowledge the bad. Um, and I think that's interesting to me. And I hadn't really thought about that until you brought it up. But let me ask you this from like the more sports media perspective of, does Tom Brady make you turn on the football game or are you already just going to watch that football game? And why are we paying him this amount of money? I'm already going to watch that. I don't know why we're paying any of these guys. I mean, I know when people are bad, right. And they just, they're not insightful. They're not informative. And I guess I don't turn those games off either. Cause I'm interested in the games, but I don't turn the games on. And, it, and it's amazing to me. We've talked about this before. Everybody says, well, you know, it's, it's hard to know how many more viewers will get or he'll, he'll do a great job for ratings. Bull, like start charting the ratings now and let me see the ratings in eight years when there's more streaming going on and there's more options. More people are not going to be watching Tom Brady's games than watched John Madden's games, right? And it's just, it's, it's, I just don't understand that ROI for the networks other than promoting we've got the seven-time Super Bowl win, which, you know, it's pretty good, but still not getting the eyeballs. One of the articles that I read, um, and I, I forget who wrote this, basically just pointed out that the big thing with, with Tom Brady is you can use him as a, like a product basically to sell other products, which I thought was kind of interesting. I'm sure. That's going to happen. I can think of like, even with Fox already, I, I'm thinking of the, the win Terry win a thousand, hundred thousand dollars of Terry's money or, or win Terry's house type thing. So there's that. Um, but I just, like you said, like, Chances are that if it's the 430, the 425 slot, which it usually is, is the big game for Fox. I'm going to be watching that if the Steelers aren't playing. Like, that's just my kind of default. Um, 
and I think that's kind of the default for a lot of people. I don't, I don't know. You could get, you know, I think it'd be a little annoying. No offense to some of like college kids, but you could get a college kid to do it type thing and, and announce that game. And I'm still going to watch it just because it's the NFL. It's, it's, what else am I going to do at four o'clock on a Sunday? Right. And, the, and what they're investing and they have options, right? I mean, Terry Bradshaw is a good point. I mean, in, in two or three years, maybe things change. Maybe someone has proven they're really good on game broadcast and they put Tom Brady in the studio or, or maybe he tries the game in the studio. Or, I mean, I think, I know that's not what he's signing up to do, but as, as I think about what Tom, what, what, what they have on their roster of people, you know, and, you know, Bradshaw and, and, and um, Jimmy Johnson and whatever, like, there could be some change over there for them where somebody like that make, might make more sense to them and you see them throughout the day and you, and you do whatever else and you can use them on some different things. So, I mean, there's potential to use them. I just don't know that all that more eyeballs and money come as a result of that for them. So God bless them, God bless them for spending the money and, and good on him for being able to get more as an announcer than he did as a player, even before he's an announcer. Obviously, this is Tom Brady and pretty much by all consideration probably the best athlete or best nfl player of all time but i did did want to ask you this and i thought this was an interesting point i'm trying to remember who brought it up it was a former penn state football player either jason cabinda or michael robinson which i think it might have been michael robinson which is why this stuck out to me um he pointed out that the vast majority of these announcers these the analyst guys are now quarterbacks and I, I thought that that was interesting. He was basically like, there are other people that know about football besides quarterbacks. Would you like to see more defensive guys in that position? Or does that also not matter to you? Do, am I just like overthinking that? No, I think that's, I think what you're getting is, is a rinse and repeat, right? You're getting, oh, this works. Let's find the next one of those. So if Tony Romo is good, the next one's going to be Brady, who's got more rings. He's going to be good. Quarterbacks get more experience typically with the media anyway you know so maybe that's one reason that's a good point but but there was a run there where there was some like mid-level and there they still exist now mid-level guys who have good assignments who are linemen you know yeah and, and there was that run of, oh you guys got a lineman at your network let's find a lineman for our network and, and they kind of start doing that so I, that's why i think the quarterbacks are hot now and Tony probably continue to be yeah well right and right. he was so kind you of had a defensive person right and you yeah. had your character there yeah no, I would love to see some defenders because it's an, it's an offensive league. Let's talk about how we stop this or what did you do to do that? And, you know, one of the things, one of the things that I loved about the most recent XFL iteration was they, instead of getting the traditional sideline reporter of good looking person to ask coaches one question that was very mundane, they were getting another, another football player usually like a specialist or maybe like a lineman um to come in and like talk about the game while it was happening in from what they were seeing down on the field i love that when the steelers do that they've done that for a very long time now with and i think it's with max starks now um it was with i think craig wolfley down on the field mm -hmm. if i remember correctly i've always enjoyed that aspect of a sideline report sideline analyst i guess is probably the bet more correct term um, I would like to see more of that. I know CBS has Jay Feely, but other than that, I can't really think of anybody else that, that has done that. Um, and maybe I'm just the only person that enjoys it or something. No, and, and there are, I mean, at the top tier, right. They're all 
female, good-looking person. I mean, Tom Rinaldi may be one of the few who's who's a news person or not not an athlete who's in those uh, top tier. I mean, the, the folks in second and third broadcast groups, those people are there probably at different networks. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to take one network to take a chance on it, or one one person to shine out shine an assignment, and then other people will say, oh, "Okay, we get get us one of those." Right? It's 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 like anything else with TV. You, you've got you know, a cartoon, you got, a, you got an animated show working for you. Why don't we have one of those animated shows on our network? Those kind of things. And it just, you know, people are imitating what's successful. All right. Anything else you want to have about Mr. Brady? No. Okay. Can't wait for him to be off the field and in the booth. That'd be great. All right. Cool. Uh, moving on. Um, other people that were trying to get into the booth and maybe didn't get into the booth. And now who, clo- who knows uh, what the heck is going on? Drew Brees, apparently, maybe, maybe not, who knows, is walking away from the NBC booth, might not be walking away from the NBC booth. To me, this is kind of interesting. It sounds like Chris Collinsworth doesn't want to step away. Chris Collinsworth is not my favorite, but, you know, I think he's kind of sort of rightfully owned that spot of he can own that spot for as long as he wants to. Um, To me... I was kind of surprised by the fact that Breeze was already like, nah, this isn't for me. But if he does, which I think he's going to, like if he does walk away, there's a pretty big gap in the NBC. There's, there's, there's been a shift in terms of the talent between Fox and NBC and, and with NBC really having the, pri- the biggest game of the week. Um, First off, what is your kind of thoughts on that? Did you have any thoughts on Drew Brees, him hawing around on it? It feels like he's finding a graceful way to be done. Um, however ungraceful that might have been. And I, I think you're a little right about Collinsworth. I mean, I, I like not ready to go. And I think Breeze in the studio was okay. I think NBC yeah. studio might really be behind. Forget the games. I think NBA, NBC studio on Sunday night may be down a bunch compared to the other booths if he's not there and, and you know, we're going to have Rodney Harrison come back. Hey, Rodney, sorry, we demoted you to like stand-ups with Collins was, was he with Jack Collinsworth with, with, with Collinsworth mm-hmm. kids before kid before games kicked you out of the studio, but now he wants you back or who are they going to find to put in there? Um, yeah, I, I think Breeze is probably not going to be there. And I do think it's a drop off for NBC in the booth a little bit if, if he were to have been there, but he's not. And, and I, but I think their studio is tough. I think, he didn't, he didn't add much there, and I don't know what they get to fix it. What's, what also I didn't think about, and then I followed Matt Fortuna, and he brought it up on Twitter, NBC might have a hole on their, their Notre Dame broadcast as well. And to me, obviously having a, a hole on your studio show, which is actually one of the most watched shows in America because of the time slot that it falls mm-hmm. in, technically, um, is, is very big and noticeable but for notre dame to not have like a big time analyst right now is 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 a very big deal i I think that's one of the whole reasons of the exclusivity of the notre dame deal is is kind of had to have this like statement of we can get anybody we want to come talk about our football team um and and probably in a positive manner because we were they're paying us type thing to, to do this um that was that was kind of a thing that I didn't think about initially, but to me, I feel like that is the bigger issue with Breeze leaving NBC. Is is not that I watch a ton of Notre Dame football, but 
that's a very important thing that is now missing. Yeah, and I, and I don't know that it's a one-off that they want to fix just for that, right? That was the nice part about having Breeze or Doug Flutie or whatever it was that they did before. They, they could give that person other assignments. I mean, because there's, you know, Jerome Bettis could probably do that, although, you know, you know, he's now got his degree from Notre Dame and whatever else. But is that what all you want to hire them to do is the, the, the Notre Dame home games, right? And not that analysts aren't hired for, for less. So, yeah, there's there's a hole there, and it will be interesting to see how they fill it or address it or what they want to do because there's some easy ones. Like Bettis is easy, but maybe not the best broadcaster ever, but it would check a lot of boxes for Notre Dame fans and whatever else. And who's watching those games, Notre Dame fans or Notre Dame haters, right? So so why not? He might be a good choice that way. Uh, but there might be other just sheer talent out there that's, that's looking for a gig. Marty has some thoughts on, on Jerome Bettis joining or not joining. I was trying to think of like who obviously Drew Brees isn't a Notre Dame person. He went to, to Purdue and they, they had Flutie, which was Boston college. I can't really think of a big personality Notre Dame person, other than maybe Jerome Bettis off the top of my head, but then like sitting here for like 10 seconds and thinking about it. I don't know who else you would get for that spot. Um, so that's that's that move is was very surprising. It just feels like there's some bad feelings or something's not right there. Something's fishy there, um, and I think that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I, I it it's just so weird. Not there, there, not there. But I think he's going to not be there, and it'll, and there's going to be somebody taking his role and maybe a couple of different roles as they fill those spots. All right, moving on. Steve, um, there's a couple of things we want to discuss. The NFL schedule came out, um, and you have already started complaining about the Steelers having night game. Well, a little bit of complaining about yeah, night games. I, I just, I, I mean, is this this point of the show where you read a text again or something? No, or I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't remember where the, the text is too far back this week. I don't feel like reading it. Uh, uh, but <laughs> my. You, I think you are wrong. I think you're wrong about this, but you have a gripe with Amazon. Do you want to share your gripe with Amazon? Oh, you're on mute. I'm just not a streamer. I'm just not. But you have YouTube TV. That is that. I know it's ironic, isn't it? Right. But, but I don't want to pay for three or four more things. Right. So we will, we will, maybe Susan has Amazon prime, which she may. So maybe that's my out. Um, maybe we'll Steve go to like the, the Port Matilda hotel. Right. And watch the Steelers game that night. Or I could be just as comfortable, although it'll be scary because those radio broadcasts are the wild, wild west with, with Bill sometimes, and I do really enjoy him. But sometimes you got to really pay attention to know where the ball is at and what's going on with the radio broadcasts. But no, if, if we don't already have Prime, and maybe, I guess millions of people do, I just, that exclusive piece on Thursday nights, I appreciate the broadcaster has to get exclusivity but man, if you're, if it's not in your market and you can't get it, I don't know that a lot of people sign up for Amazon just because of that. So if I recall correctly, I did read that people in their market of the team get the, get it over the air. Right. But we're close to that. So we probably aren't. So you are, way. yeah. In, in, in state college, you're on the, the borderline. Cause I remember that with the Eagles yeah. and Eagles fans always kind of get upset about that. My question is, would you, if you say, say Susan doesn't have Amazon prime, which is weird that if you don't know if she has Amazon prime or not, I don't talk. feel like you should know we that. We don't talk about much bigger things than that. So come uh, on. Man. Um, 
would are you would you consider getting Amazon Prime just so you can watch Once like fifteen? No, no, because no, because the, other about the rest of the about. Thursday night games. Don't care. Thursday night is care? now free. Thursday night is now <laughs> free of any football necessity to need to watch during this NFL season. It just is. I mean, I Steve is fired up about that. He, he no, I watch. I watch a crappy Thursday night football game on on ESPN, right? Whatever the crappy Thursday. You'll just night watch game a college is. game. You'll yeah. just watch. The, okay. Yeah, it, we right. just won't have NFL that night. Not in any, not not super fired up. It's just that's just one more hurdle of like, I, I, there's one game I care about on Thursday nights this fall, and it's the Steelers game, and the rest of them, okay, yes, okay. Would two Steelers games force you to get an Amazon Prime? What like I'm, I'm like I'm trying. What can I sell you on Amazon Prime? Yeah, Wait, two games. <laughs> you'd sell Susan before you'd sell me. Which is ironic because it's a night game and she'd fall. Well, she may already have Amazon Prime. <laughs> she may be watching. You it. just don't I know it. I'm sitting out here listening to the radio and she's not going to tell me. She'd be watching in the room with something else. Um, she's going to be watching her phone, like checking her. Exactly. Checking behind I'm you. Like, like, you know, checking Facebook. Oh, yeah, watching Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe two, but I don't know. Like, Because I, I feel like that's, that can happen. Like, I feel like two is going to happen. I haven't looked at the the Thursday night schedule this year, but I feel like there's got to be at least one team that maybe has two games. And, I, on there. and in defense of defense of, of streaming or access like this, I've said before, it's cheaper, right? Right. If, if the option is pay for two tickets to go to the game and sit in bad seats and, and try to watch, it's cheaper to stream it. So I don't know why I, I wouldn't, I guess, but right now I feel like one's not enough and maybe two, right? I don't know. Maybe two. Uh, maybe two. It would okay. depend on who they're playing. And, and the other part is I'm not hopeful for the Steelers this season, right? So that's the other thing. Like, it could be a struggle of a season. So if I don't have to watch every game, that might not be bad. It looks like the Titans have two games on there. And I think that might be the only team that I can uh, – on a quick look. Uh, so if you are Steve Samsel of the Nashville area, right. then you are screwed. That's right. Um, yeah it's funny we were we were trying to we we're going to probably go to another game this year and, and, and we're picking out the game looking at the penn state football schedule compared to the steelers schedule and <laughs> the the game that we have loosely settled on is the game the steelers versus the jets game and i believe that's like october 3rd and anna was like well I don't know if that would work, but we can might be able to work. It just would kind of suck if we had to go do work the next day on a Monday and they moved it to, to the night game. And I was like, well, it's the NFL. They don't, they don't usually do that. And I was like, I was like, just let me double check. Like at that point in the season, I was like, I don't think they would do that because the flex scheduling doesn't come in until later in the year, but I just double checked it. Um, the game that night is is Brady versus Mahomes, so I don't oh, think good. the NFL. I don't think the NFL is going to pick so, up flex that game for. Do you look at home games only or not road games? Like I, so and said, where do they go? Is there a city I'd be interested in? So, I, I I've only ever been to two Steeler games in my life. I very, I feel weird about NFL fans, different about NFL fans than I do about college fans. I think NFL fans are just more blatantly crazy so i'm not interested in going seeing them on the road except for like very specific cities or very specific stadiums i think like vegas and maybe the new la stadium just to cross off that stadium would be cool yep. um 
other than that, like I have no, I have less than zero desire to go to a Steelers Ravens game in Baltimore. Like I I just think it would be a miserable time. I think like pretty much any divisional opponent pass. Um, There's not other stadiums that get me a lot excited. I would feel comfortable. There are certain stadiums that I would feel comfortable going to like a, like New York going in, especially if they played at the jets um, just because of that fan base. Um, But yeah, no, usually just home games. Yeah, and we don't. I hadn't. I mean, if I'd have looked at Dallas a couple of years ago, it was last year, the year before. I'd have thought about that. And then this year they're in Atlanta, like first of December or first weekend of December. You know, just maybe we got we got friends down there. Well, Penn State or Mike Conti's down there, right? So it'd be an excuse to see him, and an excuse to see a road game. But I don't know that that's with airfares now. I don't know that that's that it can make sense at all. And I don't know want to drive to Atlanta. So yeah, yeah. All right, um, that's all I wanted to discuss. Uh, was there anything else on the Steelers schedule that you were mildly interested in? No, I mean, again, I'm only watching one, all, all of the one, right? Thursday night, I don't care about, but yeah. Well, who knows? It sounds like you might not even sounds be like watching it, Somebody's going to be watching it anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, there was a great article in The Athletic today. Uh, it wasn't, it was a good article. It wasn't great. I'm not, I'm not going to oversell it. It was very What did you click fine. at the bottom of it? Fine. Uh, article uh what, what wait what did you click at the bottom of it did you say it was solid or awesome or just meh oh uh, i uh it didn't pop up for me when i did that today because i did it on the app okay uh but I, I usually give if i if i when i'm doing that i usually give them the little thumbs up dude um anyways it was there's no timetable on the big Ten's new media deal and Basically, it seems like Gary Barta, the um, AD at Iowa, was kind of dispelling some of the rumors that have been floating about around uh, regarding the new Big Ten media deal that's probably going to come here by the end of the month, early early next month. The biggest one that biggest takeaway was everybody's been saying that this deal is going to be double the the previous deal or a massive amount. He's saying it's only going to be a couple million more, which obviously is a couple million dollars, and that helps. A couple million dollars is more than than zero million dollars. Um, I kind of felt like he was playing that diff, playing that off. Like I, in that article, I kind of thought he was playing it off. So that was interesting to me. But then the other part that was interesting was apparently NBC might be interested. Apparently Turner might be interested. Apparently, Amazon might be interested. Oh, Steve. That'd be if, just wonderful. If you, oh, there you go. That's how we get you to get Amazon. This is actually, this is secretly this episode is an Amazon Prime ad. Exactly. Um, let me ask you this. The, the, the gist of this segment is, what do you want out of the next Big Ten media deal? Well, if they only get, if they, if they get all this much money more and the Iowa guy didn't think they were getting much more, I think they should just give him the portion they thought they were going to get. I mean, holy cow, everybody else is saying it's going to be a big money deal. It's going to be, and because it's going to be so much, what I would like to see, I don't know, is somehow that the, the, the athletic departments feel a little less greedy about something, right? They take this windfall and, and not throw some more stuff on the backs of the fans. Um, I maybe would like to see some different windows for games, but I don't know what those would be. Like, I just don't, I mean, I think everybody knows what works for them. Um, and I don't think that's going to change. I, I, I think if you're a Penn state fan, that's not, that's not you, right. You're hoping somebody else is in there besides Fox. So you get less noon games because Fox 
loves those noon games, right? And if Penn State's any good, that's what they're going to be. Um, I just want them to be accessible. I mean, I, the Amazon thing, yeah, that would probably be the thing to put me over if we aren't already over it. Uh, you know, you pay that much money, it would be nice for the fans who are still realistically footing that bill, being able to access the games without I'm trying to figure out where they are and what's going on. Well, I think most people have figured that out now. Even people can find FS1 and FS2 now if they need to, so... And it seems like they're sticking with Fox. Is there any network that you want them to stay or go to um, as kind of the, the second dairy carrier or no, second I feel, carrier? I, I mean, Fox is always number two in my mind because ESPN is just what I've always trusted is college football. Felt a little more buttoned down. Not even buttoned down. Felt a little more. I felt know, like college football. It just did. Uh, yeah, it just did. Like, and I still yeah. haven't built that bridge with Fox entirely. Um no, I don't think so. I mean, anybody would have to build, like if it was NBC or Turner or something, right? They're going to have to build some stuff or at least build build some crews and whatever else. And there's, the broadcasts are just going to sound different initially because we, we know who the broadcast teams are, what they sound like, what they look like. And while games don't in theory look that different from network to network, they do look different from network to network. You know, you can tell if you watch a lot, oh, this is not ESPN or this is Fox. You know, mm-hmm. and they'll bring a personality to it. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll bring, they're going to come up with some demeanor or approach that someone told them was going to work and that they paid a lot of money for that they're going to go with that, that may just feel to me, again, this is kind of old guy, young guy-ish, may feel a little bit like they're trying to sell me more or do something more than just show me a game. So I think my biggest thing <clears throat> is, I, I was thinking about this with the NHL and I feel like the NHL playoffs have never been more relevant nationally than they have been this year at least in the last 15 years and why is that because they're on espn and they're on turner and my concern during those 15 years with espn was they didn't care they just really just kind of said oh Somebody else has the package. We might show a couple highlights here or there, but we're probably not going to get into a detailed conversation about this game more than more than we need to. I fear that if the Big Ten loses the ESPN ABC deal, that might happen with the Big Ten. Uh, obviously, it's going to be the number two conference in terms of relevancy behind the SEC. Um but I just don't want to see the big 10 lose that. Um, so that is my biggest concern there. Um, so if, if they want to ideally, actually what I would like to see happen is it be split three ways. I would like to see as much as I hate to say it, I do like the exclusivity of Fox for the most part, because you're only really competing against the, you are competing, I guess a little bit against the big 12, but they don't, I don't know, in this part of the country, it doesn't really matter as much. Um, and then you get those random Pac-12 late night games. The second part then would be to keep ESPN for the relevancy issue and then have NBC get one exclusive game, kind of like how CBS gets one SEC exclusive mm-hmm. game right now. Um, I feel like there's just something right about the Big Ten being on NBC, and maybe it's just because Notre Dame, which is their their it's, center. That's a nice connection, right? That gives you that, that Midwest, yeah. that, that college football tradition. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I wasn't respecting – I mean, I totally respect it, but you hit it on the head. 
the ESPN thing matters for relevancy. It just does. For all those Penn State fans who think ESPN is SEC biased now, <laughs> yeah, check that out. Yeah. Penn State isn't, isn't an ABC ESPN partner, and and you can't blame them. They've got it. They've got to show. It's like soap operas, right? You got to sell the stuff that, that's being sold on your network. So I get it, and and I also think, you know, it's funny they talk about the playoffs and and, and scheduling and trying to get the Big Ten in a better situation there. The relevancy matters more too, right? Because because not voters, voters don't see all games and they don't, that doesn't play into it. And not having an ESPN presence could hurt them a little bit that way too, hurt the big content in, from that in, in a way. I legitimately do think about that a lot with the 2016 season is if the Big Ten championship game was on ESPN, would have Penn State got into the college football playoff? I'm not saying that that it would have made and braid it broke it but it definitely i think would have had a little more sway or it maybe would have made the committee think a little harder than they did over washington um so there's that um but yeah like i said I, I i don't know i um i was thinking about that and so that would be my biggest thing the other question that's kind of come up with this and for the most part for the home games you and i are there um and hopefully for the away games for me as well um, but there is the talk of maybe putting a couple games behind a streaming paywall, um, type service, maybe an ESPN plus. I hate that idea. Um, because it just, I don't know, it cheapens the game. Like even if it is Penn state playing Kent state and that's the game that they put behind the paywall, I, I don't know. It doesn't make like, a, I feel like I'm watching a FCS game. So what? So what's the hierarchy between that and Amazon Prime? Well, I think even Amazon Prime to me is relatively the same. Um, I will say, like, I think like it would be great if there was. Uh, and we talked about this before with Big Ten, the the Big Ten Plus. Like, I want the way the way ESPN Plus is now the home of the ACC Plus system. I want that for the big 10. And I think that's probably what's going to come out of this deal. Um, so to me, that's fine, but I just don't want football games there. Okay. I, I don't want football games there. Cause I, I, I think it's just, no, it'll be, it'll be like BTN in 2007. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody will be able to find the game. Yeah. You know, or yeah. the, or, you know, the, the couple in New York is going to be definitely listening to the radio with me. So yeah, it just cheapens it. I mean, I think it, there's a gravity. And I understand if you pay a billion dollars for it, it's got value. So you want to protect it and get that value back. But if you paid a billion dollars for it, it seems like some people are interested in it. So why don't you find a way to share it to them the easiest way to the most people? And there's, there's two different ways of that. And they're both a different way to get that revenue. And, and the, the glory of it for them is they've got 14 teams in the big 10, each playing, what is it? 12 games a year. So you've got all those games of inventory to try to try different ways to get that money back or ideally raise more money than what you spent. One thing, sorry, to go back on the ESPN thing that I was just thinking about. Think about like during the like the middle of the week when you're flipping through ESPN or watching a random football game on a Thursday night because you don't have Amazon Prime. Think about how many ads you get hit with for that Penn State, Ohio State Saturday night game. Right. Like, like you're not going to be hit with those ads as an average consumer on Fox. You're just not. I mean, and they'll do stuff on whatever they have, but it's just different because the sports network has them, right? And it's on the score above. It's on the clock of the other game. It rotates through with the commercial. 
I mean, Fox does a great job promoting what it has. It's just, if they are, and they will be the, the, the lead partner and that's fine. But if, if ESPN isn't part of that team, I think the Big Ten is, is gonna make more money, but probably lose some relevancy in the process. I think that's, yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, anything else you want to add? Once, no, once. sir. Let's go into Marty's last segment. Okay, Steve, you texted me on Saturday morning. I am gonna uh, basically, you're you're complaining. You have a complaint. Would you like to share your complaint? Yes, about... and, and I gotta tell you, I struggle with this. Okay. As, as my disclaimer first for anybody who's gotten this far in the podcast, I love dogs. <laughs> if I saw Marty in person, I would be on my hands and knees talking talking to him, petting him. This morning, I woke up with the grand dog licking my face. So I'm a big dog fan, love dogs more than people, in fact, most times. But I do believe that only special dogs, only service dogs should be going into retail establishments with their owners. Perhaps it's just because what it was what I was brought up and know, perhaps it's some like health issue that was beat into me. I, if you need company to go to the store, I feel like it's probably your pet is not the best first option, especially if it's just not trained either, right? Like I've been walking into so many stores anymore. Like, was that what triggered this? Was it was it an untrained no, dog? because they that... were fairly well behaved. And God, they were cute dogs. I wanted to say hello at Lowe's on Saturday morning and pet them, but they that's not where they should be. They should be at home waiting for the folks to return or God forbid, waiting in the car with the window cracked because then somebody else would call somebody on them. But Yes. And unfortunately, as I texted that to Darian, it turns out that Marty is a regular accompanier to, to establishments like Home Depot. So then I felt like an ass, but I'm sure I like Marty. I just think oh, I'm conflicted, but that's what I think. So there. You just, so you don't really have a reason why. It's just, you're just like, nah, you're a dog. Just you just say there, right? Like it was always a health issue, I guess, right? Like, is that, I mean, like we never, I never saw dogs in in the, like I've seen in the past six months, dogs in stores with people. I've seen more dogs in stores with people in the past six months than I have in the previous 40 years. And I don't understand what changed, I guess. That's what I'm, I'm intrigued okay. by. That's, good. That's a good point. Um, so we lived, when we first moved to the DC area, we lived in a very liberal dog area um, in that our target would allow dogs inside of it. And like every store basically allowed dogs inside of it, unless it was a clothing store primarily a clothing store and primarily like a food store, grocery store. We've just gotten used to it. Like we've brought our dogs. We take Marty. I take Marty to Home Depot, not every trip to Home Depot, but like one trip a week to Home Depot. Cause I go there about 10 times a week. Um, but let me ask you this. What is your thoughts on bringing dogs to restaurants, like outdoor restaurants? Outdoor because restaurants I'm okay with, right, if they're outdoors, like they're not bringing them into the, and they're sitting right, outside right, right. and they have a little water bowl and they're laying on the table. I'm okay with that. Okay. But you just don't like stores. Like, see, and I feel like Home Depot and Lowe's have always been outside of the pet stores, the stores that you take them to. They take might have been, to. and maybe I've made more trips to them. Like, I mean, obviously grocery stores not. I would, Target I, I doesn't surprise me. Walmart probably doesn't surprise me. And then the dogs are probably well-behaved, more well-behaved than some of the people in Walmart. So, you know, why not? Um, I have not seen people take a dog to Walmart, but there's definitely because they're dogs. probably more well-behaved than the people that stop yeah, it. Yeah, the dogs are, are definitely more put together than the people at certain Walmarts. Right. 
Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I love, I mean, I, we will go somewhere Steve and hates people dogs. know Steve's does no Steve Steve sucks. Steve's gonna like ignore the family and go play with the dog. So I I am conflicted. It's just that there's there's just been it's funny to me how many more I've seen in the past six or eight months in the year previous to that. And I just don't know why. Like did the pandemic freak people out and need to take their dog with them when they go places? Are we just more liberal with dog stuff now because other stuff's changed? I don't know. So I'm sorry to offend Marty. Would love on him Steve outside the store, I'm sure. Is Marty now quiet? He's now pouting. Yeah, he's, he's sitting out here asleep, sad. Hearing his name, wondering what's going on. Yeah, why he can't go to the store. Yeah. Does, does not, Home D have like little bowls or treats anywhere? Or not? They uh, haven't gotten that I far? will say there have been multiple people at our Home Depot that they will come and give give the dog a treat. There you go. Okay, well then it's a dog know. place. Yeah. So, I suck. I've been wrong about this. This is the episode. This is the Steve is wrong episode. Start to finish. Steve is wrong episode. That's, that's what we're going to call it. All right. Anything else you want to discuss this week since you go hate dogs? I'm afraid <laughs> to say anything else that I'm going to be wrong about, so no. All right, good. Um, I don't have anything else either. Uh, yeah, we've got a podcast. You just listened to most of it. Uh, we've got an email. That's podcast at gmail.com. Uh, when you listen to our podcast rate thumbs up all that jazz um we really appreciate that uh we are doing continue to do well and it amazes me that people listen to this podcast especially at this point in the year but people do um god bless you um thank you for your support um <laughs> sounds like i'm like <laughs> charity or something um other than that my Twitter handle is at Stuff Summer Says. Yours is at Steve Sampson. All right. Anything else you want to say about dogs and how much you I, don't I like do, dogs? I do. Ironically enough, there's one other thing. Oh God! Oh no. Later this summer, because we are without a dog, we will be adopting a new dog. So, if anybody has a dog recommendation or sees puppies uh, anywhere, the guy who just reeled about dogs is now waiting to add. In fairness, the first two dogs, the first three dogs, lived 16 years. 14 years and 13 years. So we do a pretty good job with dogs. Steve, here's here's what's going to happen is the the adoption, dog adoption service that you're going to get this dog from is going to listen to this episode of the podcast and they're going to be like, they're this guy them. hates dogs. I know. It's not getting one. So the listeners will have to help out. Yeah. So there you go. Anyways, somebody find Steve a dog. <laughs> That's all See I got to say. <laughs> Bye.